is The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XM OutQ. So this is a big day for Carmen Carrera because she's been on the radio before. In fact, she's been on OutQ, but she's never been in one of our studios. Mm -hmm. So I, I told her before we turn the mics on, touch anything you want. And then we go off air. like Exactly. Oops. Well, no, no. I, I have control of keeping ourselves on the air. Oh, okay. So you can play with anything in front of you. And you could even come over here at some point and play with these Because nothing buttons. works here. Like, no, everything buttons. works. So this button that says on and off. On and off. If you hit off, you're not going to hit off. Go ahead. Okay. Now talk. Well, yeah, oh, no. You're off. <laughs> okay. Now, if you no, want to cough, there's a cough button. If you want to cough, oh, cool. it mutes you. Try it. <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> it's like toys, right? <laughs> yeah, I, love I it. like that you're embracing it because most people I come in here it. and they try to be too cool for school. And I'm like, no, this is cool. Oh, no, this is totally cool. This I is love totally it. cool. Yeah, I love learning. Well, good. I'm glad. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So uh, Carmen Carrera is a, is a model. Of yes. course, you know her from RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm -hmm. And she was on the uh, most recent season of Couples Therapy. And she is a, uh, a uh, spokesperson for the Department of Health campaign for World AIDS Day. Done a lot of things. Uh, she uh, she's uh, helped launch a, a safer sex uh, uh, kit called PlaySure. Mm -hmm. Lots and lots of cool things. But first, we must talk about you, darling. Okay. Well, I'm an Aries, um, an 80s baby. <laughs> You're so gorgeous and tall. Oh, thank you. But how tall are you? Um, I'm 5'10", and then I usually go for like a three or four inch heel. So maybe like right now I'm like 6'1", right now. That's it makes great. me feel powerful because I used to not embrace my height. I used to be very self conscious of really? my height. Really? Oh no, yeah. my God, you're spectacular. Thank you. I think it's because like I had an I had a dream, like an idea of what I wanted to look like mm -hmm. after my transition. I'm like, okay, I want to be like the video vixen, curvy, big booty girl. Like that was my idea. I don't know. That was what I I thought at the time before transitioning. That's what I thought was the ideal picture of a woman, you know. And then once. I transitioned and then I started like finding my place in the world. I'm like, wait a minute. Like I'm not being true to myself and what I've been given, you know, by God, I guess what's God given. Mm. I'm a tall, lanky model. That's just yeah. my body type, you know? And like, it doesn't work. Cause even when I was watching myself back on couples therapy, um, you know, when you go through like emotions and stuff, you tend to like, well, me, I tend to eat my feelings. So like the first episode, I'm like coming in like this model. And then the last episode, I'm all like housewife, like curvy. <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't really work for me. But, you know, it is interesting. So, yeah. It is interesting. The the choices that that um, some um, male to female, male to female transgender folks choose for their physicality um yeah in that they teen it's it's very i guess sometimes because you it, there's a need to be more exaggerated yeah well and, this is why i'm going to tell you why cuz i'm what I'm, I've st I'm struck by how understated yeah, your I'm physicality very, is yeah i'm very simple and and it's because i really believe that being a woman is not about being the most glamorous beauty queen like it's not it's not what goes into it for some women it works you know biological or trans but for me i learned that a lot of the women that influenced my transition in the beginning were being influenced by the wrong perception of the ideal picture of a woman you know like i had to learn that 
um, because I was so naive to what a real woman goes through day to day, you know, just living, playing, you know, that role of a woman. Um, there's a lot more that goes into it than your look. Your look kind of like gets goes on the back burner. You know, you have a lot of other things to do. You have to like, you know, fight for your respect. You have to, you know, find your voice. You have to deal with your emotions. You have to deal with, you know, uh, trying to be a leader, keeping your family together, like all of those things. I wasn't thinking about it, you know, when I was kind of around other trans people in the beginning of my transition. And I think it's because where I came from, I came... I had to go through the, the levels, the steps, I guess. So, sure. you know, I found myself doing, you know, drag race and, and drag shows, the nightlife. And back then, it was about the stage presence. That's why everything's so exaggerated. Because on stage, you have to exaggerate your makeup, you know, your, your body and, and everything looks amazing on stage. But it didn't work so much for day-to-day -day life because my transgender friends... At the time before my transition, when I was doing drag, they didn't go out in the daytime. They didn't function within society. Like they they were afraid to. So they only lived at night, you know, on stage and in that realm. And which is a fantasy realm. Yeah, which is whether a fantasy you're realm. whether you're straight, gay, trans, yeah. whatever. It's it's a fantasy. And it's fun. You oh know, I yeah! Had a blast. I had Hell a blast. yeah! I had fun. I had fun time too, girl. But <laughs> yeah. but it is but it is fantasy. Yeah, for all yeah, us. yeah. And I think that there. I think that you know, without being offensive to anyone, I, I kind of feel like sometimes maybe it's my New Jersey bluntness reads as offensive to some. But I what I feel is that uh, the gay man's perception of a woman is completely opposite of what how women want to be perceived. I agree. As, yeah. a, as a gay man from the Bronx, equally blunt. Okay. You're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a very similar uh, wavelength, Carmen. Um, but it's interesting because um, I wonder if you felt at any point after doing Drag Race, if people were taking you seriously, because mm. one of the things, I think the, the, the things that confuses folks, including gay men, Mm -hmm. particularly gay men, but I think of all people, is uh, there are a number of trans women who blur the line mm -hmm. between femininity mm -hmm. and you know, drag. Right. right. Right? And the show, as much as I like the show, blurs that line even more. Yeah. Um, and, and so there are a lot of people, I think queer people, are confused that what's the difference between being a trans woman and, and being a drag, drag queen? queen? Yeah, and and I think the straight folks, I think they're just completely baffled, uh, or at least they were yeah. for a while. But I think you know there's there was a lot of confusion. So did you find that people looked at you and said when you when you told folks, you know, I'm not a drag queen, I'm a trans, I'm a woman? Yeah, that they just said, "Girl, bye." Oh yeah, of course. I think even, I mean doing drag and wanting to portray someone super feminine, I wasn't really taken that serious because, you know, the, everyone has their own view of what they think drag should be, which is fine because that's an entertainment form of entertainment. So you're going to have your, you know, okay, I like, you know, a girl that dances, a girl that's comedic, a girl that's this and that, you know, whatever. Um, but then after that, trying to help people understand that, 
you know, people grow and people change. I had to go through the channels in order to get to where I am now. So now I feel like it is harder for people to take me seriously because they've been influenced by my drag character or by my attitude um, when I was living as a gay man that didn't know what, you know, I knew that I was a woman inside, but I'm like, I can't be a woman. Like, what? Like, how, you know, how am I going to, like, you know, fit in? And, like, I had all this fear and the stage is what kind of kept me balanced because I can express my femininity on stage, but it was an exaggerated femininity. So people, it's difficult for them to really grasp who I really truly am because they only see what they want to see, mm-hmm. you know, and they only know what they know. And I can try my best to like, you know, put on my Laverne Cox cap and like educate and all this. But at the same time, I'm growing. I'm a young person. Like I have to experience my life. Like I have to be able to have something to talk about before I can like change people's minds, you know? So what I've learned is like, I just have to live and do and accomplish and dream and continue to break down those barriers so that people will finally get it. Like instead of me trying to argue or you know, change people's minds, it's not going to, for me, it doesn't work as easily as me just doing. Like, I need to just do and succeed. If I look at myself with, you know, the past five years, everything that I've been able to accomplish has been huge for me. And just being able to learn and, and having also having something to pass down. You know, I have two girls at home who look at me as their stepmother. They don't think twice, you know, and, and, I, and I love to to live in that little bubble Mm. because that's where I feel like I'm really expanding and that's where I really feel like I'm becoming the woman I was meant to be. Everyone else and everyone else's opinion about who they think I am and I don't have time to like argue that. You know, I just feel like I have to be the woman, do the job, live the life, and then just lead by example, I guess, you know? Makes perfect sense. So that's what I try to do. But I I also do try to understand. Like, I understand why some people perceive trans women the way that they do because they've only been exposed to one kind, I guess, if that makes any sense. Well, there's been limited exposure. Um, It's either been high drag or it's been... um, Jerry Springer. Yeah, or it's been really like gr- scandalous. Really gritty scandal. Or right? trans women sleeping with celebrities yeah. and stuff like that. And it's always like a scandal. And I think that I try my best to just be considerate to my family, you know? Like I know that I've had my moments where I was drunk at the club and I'm performing my drag show and, you know, and being young, but at the same time I still wanna have be able to go home to mom. And, you know, have her be proud of me because I was afraid that my family was going to reject me. Right. You know, I, I didn't know. I, I wanted to be a girl when I was like in kindergarten. I remember well, I got kicked out of, of freaking uh, Catholic school. So because, let me ask you, though. Let me jump in here. It's okay. Carmen Carrera. Yeah. So because you, you led right into what I was wondering, which is who came first, Carmen the girl uh-huh. or Carmen the drag queen? Because they're, mm-hmm. to me, two different things. Yeah. Because sure. Carmen the drag queen is a dude in a dress. Yeah. And Carmen the girl is the person in front of me. Yeah. Well, Carmen the girl is is someone that I guess needs to be like curated or cultivated or whatever like I, it's I'm still coming into my own skin. I feel like I'm I've been thrown into womanhood in my mid 20s and having to figure out 
how to interact with society. And that's what really forms your character when you, you know, come into your adulthood. Um, Carmen, the drag queen, was just someone who was that's that was like the immature kind of competitive side the egotistical i'm this person but it was just a fantasy like it wasn't reality like this person now is like the real person but i think that growing up like i never really put my finger on a gender because i didn't i wasn't comfortable with my own and that's going back from kindergarten so i just kind of was in boy drag for most of my life i said okay well figure most of the cute Latin guys that I'm attracted to look like this and they go to these barbershops. So I'm going to follow them and I'm going to wear what they wear just so that I can interact and have some like interaction in my life because I didn't want to, when I was a kid, I didn't want to do anything. Like I didn't want to play sports. I didn't want to do none of that stuff because I was so afraid people were going to judge me and notice the girl that was like living inside there. And I didn't, and, and you know, you don't know what to do with that. Like, you're just like, okay, I wish I was a girl, but it's not going to happen. And then as a child, you start to like really truly separate yourself. So it took me a lot of time to like, I guess, feel comfortable, but yeah. It's really interesting. Again, it's Carmen Carrera joining it's us tough. on the jolt. I'm Larry Flick. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was watching you on couples therapy mm -hmm. and I kept thinking, this has got to be super hard for her because any relationship's hard, right? I've been in my relationship for over 12 years. We're, we're as boring and comfortable as a couple can be, but it still has its moments where it's hard. So it's hard for any couple. Yeah. Um, you are, uh, how long have you been transitioned? I've been transitioning for five years. Okay, so that's, so you know. In, Half of my relationship. So that's like baby. Yeah. Right? You're like uh -huh. a baby, you're like a baby woman. Yeah. In that, you uh -huh. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You know, uh, so, so before you transitioned, you dated gay men. Yeah. Yeah? It was the worst. The worst, right? The worst. Because gay men function differently even though we think we're not mm -hmm. we function differently than straight men so uh -huh. how hard was it for you to get used to being in a relationship with yeah. a straight guy and all mm -hmm. of his baggage about what he wants not from his transgender partner mm -hmm. but from a woman yeah which is very different yeah yeah i mean i watched i watched the dynamics between my straight couple friends and i think Girl, but I couldn't deal with that. Yeah, because they have way more politics uh -huh. than my husband and I have. Totally, totally. I feel like in gay relationships, I feel like there's a lot more equality as far there's as a lot more eye equality. to eye. And there's also you know? and there's also an odd amount of freedom, even if you are monogamous, committed, married, or whatever yeah. choice, whatever choices you make. There's a different kind of. I can leave if I feel like it. Mm -hmm that two men have, that I even think two women have. Yeah. Whereas straight couples, it's like you are going to jail. Yeah. In a way. There's, it's, it's kind of like this neediness, I feel like in heterosexual relationships, there's always this neediness for old ideas of what, like how the dynamic should be. So like, you know, a lot of women, are, young women are raised with this idea, like the man has to do this for you, you have to do that for you. And then now, like given the times, women wanna think like men 
or think about think how the typical man would normally think or what other people, you know, so they want to be the ones with the with the more logical side rather than the emotional side. And I think that that's where it gets weird because when I was dating gay men, the one difficulty that I had was, oh, you're too feminine. You need to butch it up because that was their masculine fantasy of what they wanted. Because at that time, this is like it, 10 years ago. It's also their insecurity about their own masculinity. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But back then, I feel like 10 years ago when I was at Escolita, you know, that was the look like you need to be butch or else you're not going to be loved. If you're feminine, it's like you need to change that. You know, right. and then I think with the influence of drag race and everyone accepting people's um, artistic side, I feel like that kind of has faded out. Like people are in the gay scene, people are more like, oh, you do drag? Cool. Back then when I was doing drag, I couldn't tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like I it was, just, a, it was a thing. It was totally it was a, a thing. It was a total thing. I, I remember those days. Yeah. It was hardcore. Yeah. And then when I, I met my husband, I wasn't, I didn't transition yet. I was doing my drag shows. He was just out of a, another 10 year relationship with his ex, ex woman, his ex wife or whatever. Um, and they had, you know, they have children and stuff. And, and when I met him, I was like, oh, yeah, I found myself a straight man, you know, like and I can be free and I can be feminine as much as I want to because he likes everything. You know, he's pansexual. He considers himself pansexual, you know, and I feel like I got lucky. Um, but we did break up for like a good two years and I had to go out and date as a woman, as a trans woman. And. That Ooh. was just a pain in the ass. I was because, say, that sounds awful. Oh, it was awful. It, it sounds was awful. really it was before hard. Before the whole Carmen. trans movement, so it was super dangerous. Um, I remember I would go out to the clubs in Chicago with my trans friends out there who really supported me, and I'd be so afraid. But you, your body craves this interaction. You know, you want to be loved. You want to be appreciated, just as a human being. Like where, like at the time, I always I thought to myself, where can trans women go to date freely? You know, like I can't go to the gay club because the gays don't want us. Can't go to the straight club because you know we'll get like beat up or murdered or something. Where are we gonna find love? You know, and that was the most difficult part for me because I had tons of guys hitting on me, tons of guys, but it would always be like, okay thanks for my drink gotta go you know like i didn't want to yeah. although i craved it i didn't want to interact because i was afraid um you know and I, and I had my my little like hookups here and there you know but it was always it, it, it lacked depth it was it lacked depth it was always like you're hot i don't want to like touch your genitals i just want to hit it and quit it and that's it and that makes you feel worse you know, that makes you feel worse. So um, after, you know, after Laverne kind of like had this whole movement and, and I really dug deep into myself and, and, and trans like needs, I guess, as a woman, um, I really kind of now my mentality is like, you know what? Screw this. Like, I'm going to go wherever I want to go. And I'm, you know, and that's it. Like I'm, me and my husband are happy. Thank God. Um, but even if I was single, you know, I, I feel like that fear has kind of dissipated um, just because I have every right to live my life as a woman, I've I've gotten this far, and I'm not gonna listen so much to other people's opinions about myself. I know myself, you know, and I sit and I and I go and I walk circles in my mind to yeah. really truly understand. So, so what do you what do you do you ever wish that you had not done? Oh, she just tried to cough. <laughs> it's good, right? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, of course, it helps if I don't call attention to it, but I couldn't resist. Uh, it's Carmen Carrera. <laughs> Um, 
Is there any part of you that wishes you hadn't done Drag Race because you are among the trans women? Whom, and I say, I say this with no political agenda. I say this as a, you know, I guess as a compliment. Mm-hmm. You could be a stealth woman. You could just kind of, yeah. you could just be Carmen. And I don't think that people would say, well, she looks like dot dot dot. You right. know, because I I've known I've known trans women who who as hard as they try, they have certain you know certain shoulders are just built to be certain ways, and yeah, you know, um, and certain people look like they can just disappear. Right. To me, stealth is disappearing. Yeah, I thought about that. Um, and and but Carmen Carrera, yeah. because Carmen Carrera, the drag queen, yeah, is a worldwide TV star. I'm you proud know, of that, though. You should be proud I'm of so that. Proud. I'm and so proud. And you did, proud. and you did really well on the show, not just in terms of how where you placed, but just I thought you were fierce on the show. Yeah, I loved but, it. But but what I mean is, I guess you know, there's an awful term, pass, right? Yeah. You could just go out into the world, and no one would say, "I wonder if that person's trans." They would just right. say, "That's a hot chick." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think it's my confidence too, because I sometimes is yeah. Like I used to stare at women. Like I stared at biological women when I started to blend. I said, okay, I have to feel like I'm part of the female population, not the transgender community only, because then that limits my my people skills. So I look at biological women. Not everyone has perfect features the most feminine features you know so that's what gave me a little bit of confidence but i'm proud to say that i was a part of rupaul's drag race i'm proud to say that i started from you know and and was proud of myself from the very beginning so people at home can be inspired to to really follow their dreams no matter what and and i kind of keep these time capsules with reality television like i'm not that personality that does reality tv just for the sake of building a resume like i did drag race because at the time i was doing drag and i was a really successful drag queen and i said you know what f it i'm gonna go on drag race and i'm gonna try to try my best to like kick butt and then when i got back home was when i was like you know i was exposed to all these other amazing drag artists i don't think that's a necessarily a fit for me like I, I had already thought about transitioning before and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to transition and do this drag race tour. And if people care, maybe I'll share it with them. And I thought about it. Maybe, you know, what if I'm 100 percent passable and I'm good to live my life? Should I continue on with my drag career? Should I just leave it where it is and just be a memory Would you or have, what? Have you ever thought about changing your name? Well, my name change is taking forever. Um, my like my legal name change is changing forever, like taking forever. I have one ID that's good, but I was thinking about. Um, so you, the, so your other IDs have your your past self. Name? Yeah, my birth my birth given name, which I had no control over. So it was a little right. awkward when I travel because my passport still has my previous information, and and to change it, I don't know why they give me such a hard time. God, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare, but um. I thought about changing my professional name. Um, I don't know. It's just really weird because I feel like fans are so fickle that it's like if if I if I decide to change my name or go that route, I feel like people would still not get it. You know, so I I don't know. But I th- I, I think that I think you know keeping the name makes one hundred percent sense. I guess what I'm what it's my legacy. 
Well, I think no, it's also it's, it's yeah. my line of things that I've done. So, it's like I want to keep it. So. Let me ask you, what was it like the first time you modeled as a woman? Oh my god. Okay. Um because that's way different than drag. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. that is Carmen woman as opposed it's to Carmen scary. dude in a dress. Right. It's scary because they don't in fashion modeling, it's not about your fierce makeup. Or no, no, it's You're not usually about not makeup wearing much makeup. Exactly, like it's like a little bit of powder and a little smudgy liner. That's about it. I was freaking out because I'm so used to having the veil, you right. know, and that's your security. When you get in drag, usually drag queens are the most insecure people because outside of drag, because when you're in drag, that's your armor, you know, your makeup, your hair, your outfits, perfect, everything's done. That's where people draw their confidence from. When you do modeling. It's all natural. So if you don't have your character on, you have to find it. And that's why I feel like it's so important for me to develop my people skills and, and develop my confidence as a woman so that I can deliver when it comes to fashion. You know, because the character that I created for drag was just to be on stage smoking mirrors. You know, all that confidence and, and stripping down and my pasties and all that. And I'm, you know, the baddest, the baddest bee in the world. You know, that was just an act. But when you're in front of the camera um, and you're doing fashion modeling, you have to pull that up. It has to be real. So it's it's a big difference. I was freaking out. I was so scared. What did you think when you saw the pictures? I was like, ew, well, that's the dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, what am really? I doing? Why do I have these drag faces? Yeah, because, you know, you get used to the poses. That it's just they're very masculine because I, I was used to the spotlight and painting so heavy that, like, you know, I had my certain angles that were only good for the spotlight, mm. not good for overhead fluorescent lighting that they'd have in the studio. So, you know, but I'm really hard on myself anyways. It's just, I, I just think it's, I know my potential and I've stuffed myself down so far for so long that to actually pull it out is like, it's like digging for like the deepest pimple blackhead, like, and you know, and, and just like, it's, that wear and tear on yourself to get that person to come out. Like it's, it's you know, you, you get super critical of yourself. And then when you don't give 150%, you know, I get mad at myself. I'm like, well, why didn't I do this? Why did I get so, why did I get afraid? Why did I pose like that? Why couldn't I muster it up? And, you know, I put that pressure on myself. So, you know, my first couple of photo shoots were like a little rocky um, because I couldn't appreciate even the little bit of effort that I put in because I, I know my potential and I can sit home and sit in front of the mirror and deliver these amazing images, you know, these selfies that look great, you know, like, or put my timer on my camera and I can do it myself at home. But then when I get in front of a professional, you know, in a professional shoot, this fear comes up, like this, this sense of not being accepted or people not thinking that I'm beautiful anymore because they're used to seeing me all dolled up or they're used to seeing me naked or, you know, I took my breast implants out. Like, they're used to me having these boobs. Like, I don't have that anymore. And it's kind of scary. You know, it's kind of scary. But now I, I'm I'm way more comfortable now. You know, I'm 30 years old. I am a woman. That's definite for sure. Now I just need to live my life, take care of my skin and eat right, be good to my body, be good to my family and, and really come into who I really am. You know, so it's step by step. But it's it was definitely not easy well you know what um that's that's the perfect place to leave it because you have done remarkable things and um you've done it all with us staring at you yeah 
which is not easy. I no. know it's not easy, but congratulations. Thank you. You're a gorgeous woman in every Thank possible you. way. I appreciate that. It's Thank really you. nice meeting you, and I hope you're going to come back and we can hang some more. Oh, yeah. I have a ton of stuff that's going on this year. I mean, last year, I don't know if I can talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it. But um, last year, I had a certain I had a certain audition for a certain company that I really want to work for. Um, it's super difficult, all these castings and stuff. And, you know, I have to go up against a lot of models that are like 15, 16 years old. Um and this year, I'm dedicating myself to fitness modeling, swimsuit modeling, lingerie modeling. Um, and I'm a beast, let me tell you. Because when I first started doing drag and I watched my first drag show, I was like, I can do that. I'm going to figure it out. And I made it all the way to Drag Race in within like a year or two. So now that I'm putting my mind to this 150%, I'm going to make sure that I make my community proud, my Drag Race fans proud, my mom proud, my dad in heaven proud, my kids proud. I am going to be the best swimsuit lingerie model, you know, around. Like, I'm going to feel out all my competition, and I'm going to go in there and slay it like I was meant to. All so right. I will be back. You better be back. Miss <laughs> Carmen Carrera, look for her in many places, and she'll be back here very soon. Stick around. There's more to come.